0: Hey, welcome. This is Elise Bowie with the Maximum Mom podcast. Thanks for joining us. Today, I am here with Alicia. Now, Alicia, of course, I'm going to pronounce it wrong since we just joked about how we pronounce it wrong.
1: (laughs) Okay, you say it so I don't butcher it. Gotcha. And I knew as soon as I said that your your is gonna go right to what I said. I it's Kinchlow, Lisa <laughs> Kinchlow. <laughs> no worries.
0: Okay. Well, don't you think you should tell everybody what people do call it just so they can all <laughs> share in the confusion?
1: So, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Usually what I get is Ken Chloe, because you know, <laughs> our brains like to separate into what we recognize. So usually it's Ken Chloe. All the robocalls are Ken Chloe. Every once in a while I'll get a Kinkhole. And I oh. usually tell my husband, my last name used to be Mitchell. It was a lot easier. Seriously, you you went from very straightforward to complicated. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me today. And I want us to get started with first, just tell us who makes you a mom? What is your family like at home? I mean, clearly, we know you lost the Mitchell early
1: on. Yes, yes. So I have three boys. I have a 16-year-old, I have a 13-year-old, and I have an eight-year-old. So those are the children that make me a mother. Wow. You have your hands full. I mean, you are in full blown teen preteen mode. Yes. I'm in a space now where it's like preparing my 16 year old to go out into the world. And I feel like that's the hardest thing. Since he turned 16, I felt like the mom watching their baby get on the bus for the first time. And it's just, it's every couple of days it hits me all over again. Like my baby's growing up and I got to make sure he's ready to go out into the world. So that's been, you know, a lot for like the last few months, kind of dealing with that emotion, you know. Absolutely. Wise.
0: It's interesting you say that. I mean, that's actually probably my favorite time of parenting is that reality of okay, like the shit's getting real. You know what I mean? Like it is time it is. that is. we get this stuff down pat. And mm-hmm. I have found, I mean, you know, obviously launching and step parenting six kids into launching. It has been fascinating to see how different kids go through yes. this differently. Some are so enthusiastic about it and others are literally like <laughs> kicking and screaming, holding on to the trees like, no, I don't want to be an adult.
1: <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. I think the thing too about being a parent is just how different all your children are. <laughs> And then as they get older, how they even change from how you like, I just got used to you. How are you different all exactly. over again? And it's, yeah. It's, and they surprise you too. You know, Oh, sometimes I'm more worried than I need to be. And then, you know, they do something I'm like, Oh, you got this. You're good. You know, exactly. so it's, it's
0: great. Oh, they're wild. I mean, it's funny. Like, you know, as today, just the day we're recording this, I mean, I woke up this morning to a message from a child that I could have never imagined in my life. <laughs> I mean, he just, he's a Marine, he's graduating from all these things. And I get this message, I'm a sniper. I was like, whoa, oh my God. I'm like, okay, yeah. I need to take a step back. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> while on one hand, you're like, wow, you're meeting all your goals, doing your thing. And on the other hand, I'm like, that's an intense job. And I look at this sweet little child who grew into that. And I'm like, I don't know that you can do that job, but <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: yeah, I saw that message. I was like, oh, we were going to talk about this.
0: <laughs> today. I mean, kids do surprise you. I mean, I think right. that, you know, you can't yeah. even slightly be prepared <laughs> for the things they are going to pull out of their hat for sure. You, right? Well, I want people to know, I mean, because you are kind of one of those people that I watch from afar in amazement. I mean, you do so many things. I mean, tell us a little bit about what you're juggling.
1: Sure. So I have a law practice, which I'm sitting in now in Center City, Philadelphia. We service Philadelphia and two surrounding counties. We do family law and primarily it's custody, divorce and support and some protection from abuse actions related to those things. So that's my family law practice. I've been here for a little over seven years now. It's been great. I enjoy it. I love it. Going to court a little bit later. This is what I absolutely love to do. So I'm glad I get to do it every day. In addition to that, I also own a hair salon. So that is a little newer. That's been going on two years now with a large chunk of that being during COVID. But I purchased a basically a turnkey salon from a friend of mine who was leaving the business. And so been running that for the last couple of years. Initially, it was kind of pretty smooth sailing. And then with COVID, it's been, you know, definitely a little bit more difficult. But I feel like we're getting our bearings all over again. And then we have a couple of brands with that too, um, an hair extension line and a makeup line that goes along with the hair salon too. So those are the main things. And the rest of the time I'm chauffeuring kids around and checking homework and all the other fun stuff that comes with being a parent of three boys. So that's my, my life.
0: I just can't even, I mean, the thought of running an entirely second business in a completely different industry. I mean, what has been some of the carryover between owning a law firm and owning a salon? Is there carryover or is it super different?
1: Well, a lot of those things that we learned about servicing our clients, providing excellent customer service, providing a good experience. Those are things that translate really readily to the salon. So, and some of the things I've learned about how to communicate, how to discuss, you know, concerns about someone's hair, how it might come out. So what is your case going to be? Let's manage expectations. (laughs) You know, Holly Berry hair may look like this, but yours may not. And this is why. So it's, You know, there's a lot of (laughs) overlap that way. And then it is different, right? You know, we're dealing with creatives, which is, you know, a little bit different. Mm -hmm. I think some lawyers are creative, but not most of us. And so there's a different personality there. But a lot of what I try to do is try to create an atmosphere and environment that helps whoever's working with me to continue to grow in their profession for however long they decide to stay with me. And also, you know, make sure that our clients have a great customer experience, which is the same thing I do, period, which I've been doing my whole professional life. Right.
0: Well, that's really interesting. I mean, to be able to bring those management skills between the two and really be able to maximize your employees in no matter what setting they're in and really help your team reach their highest potential. I mean, that's pretty impressive. And I think that that is, I mean, kind of like management goals 101, you know, really being able to do that. I mean, kudos to you. I just think that would be, I would have the hardest time, I think, with my brain being split in those different areas, do you spend a lot of time at the salon or is it something, do you have somebody managing it or how does that look for you from a, a just a week on, week off standpoint?
1: So typically I'm there a few times a week. I was there earlier today to meet with a, a potential candidate and we just hired a new receptionist. So I was there with her, so onboarding her. And so there's been times when I've been there every Saturday, every Sunday, we're a seven day salon. I have other people who come in and help my sister-in-law work for me for a while. So it really just depends on what's going on and what's needed at the time. A lot of the time, especially when I have new uh, staff coming in, my face, my presence being there is helpful to make right. sure things are going smoothly. So it just, it depends on that. And then when wow. it comes down to like managing things, I do kind of set aside time to kind of work, make sure that I'm spending the right amount of time there. Because the one thing about running a separate business, which isn't necessarily considered your main business, is that sometimes you can treat like a stepchild. And in a right. negative way that you think about treating stepchildren, And that's not how it should be. Just like your stepchildren or your bonus children, it's a bonus business as well. And so it's always kind of making sure that I'm keeping that to the forefront of my mind as well.
0: I love that analogy to think of it as your bonus business. I mean, what an amazing way to look at it. Well, one thing I wanted to talk to you about is, I mean, I hear a lot you know, on your podcast, I mean, you've had a podcast, the growth podcast, where you've discussed a lot of different things in COVID, like mindset related goals, other things. I mean, how do you structure your goals, both in your law firm, with your family, in your bonus business? I mean, Those are a lot of goals to be setting.
1: So I'm definitely a person that works well with the plan and with list. So and I like to see it often. So what I do is, you know, people are familiar with the book, Traction and the book Scale, which is my favorite. It talks to you about how to outline your objectives for a quarter, for several years in the future. So what I normally do is I do my quarterly objective for both businesses or all the businesses, actually, because really it's four, for all the businesses. And then I write out the initiatives. And I have a list for the week. Like last week, there was 28 initiatives I had to get done. I got through 26. But it was like keeping that in front of me to make sure that I'm moving along the right path the way that I do it. With the kids, you know, they have their stuff, piano lessons, soccer, everything. So, you know, it's, everything's in the calendar. My husband gets tagged in everything. My, my support system, you know, knows everything there as well. And then it's kind of talking to the kids. You know, what do you guys have going on? It's when you need to put in here. And right. it's really kind of just following it. Because I work for myself, I can kind of be more flexible with my day than my husband can. So a lot of that stuff is still left up to me, but, you know, still making sure that I put in my hours for the firm, put in my hours for the salon and not neglect my babies, which is.
0: Gosh, I mean, it's, it's kind of exhausting just to think about all that. I mean, what does a typical week, like how many hours would you say you are dividing up between your law firm, the salon and the home management? Well, the home management, I
1: feel like it that never kind of ends at all. Yeah. I, I am a person who gets up really early. I'm up at five. I'm usually in the gym by six. And I, you know, I do a lot of what I can around those hours where people, where they're not awake because right. I feel like it's just my time. During the week, you know, for most of the workday, I'm working in the law firm, although I'm, I might be taking calls from the salon or dealing with things that are going on. But I might give myself about an hour or two during a day for the salon. On Fridays, we close a firm at one o'clock on Fridays. And for the most part, I'm not really working on Fridays. Right. So if I'm not working on Fridays, I'm working on managerial stuff for either the salon or the law firm. And I might be at the salon for a while. And then on Saturdays, well, none of my son is soccer. That's changed a bit, but I'm also <laughs> off on the salon on, on Saturdays. And the rest of the time, you know, it's family. It's, you know, I had uh, years ago, even before I started my firm, I remember coming home and, and going right back to work. And right. I remember my son, saying, like, mom, are you done yet? Like, can you spend time with us? And that got me. And yeah. so I'm always cognizant of when I cut off, even if I feel like I'm working at home and I'm with them. So it's kind of the same. It's not. They still want your attention, even though they act like because they're teenagers that they don't. But they still want some of that time with you and want you to be present. So it's, you know, it's fluid. I guess it's the best yeah. way to describe it is fluid. fluid. Yeah.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think being fluid is kind of the key to being able to juggle this trifecta that often a lot of us do juggle, you know, being a lawyer, a business owner, and a mom. I think you have to be fluid. I mean, and not only just day to day, but bigger picture too, you know, you might have a great plan of what you're doing and what you're moving forward. And maybe something comes up in your family as an example, that's going to completely take a left turn. I mean, you got to be able to go on that road to the left, you know, and maybe things are going to look different for a while than you intended. Kind of like you talked about with your salon with COVID. I mean, that had to have been a major left turn.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You no, know, being shut down completely for several months, you know, and, in the meantime, you know, where courts are closed and trying to make sure I had both businesses basically almost come to a halt, you know, completely right. after a few weeks of the, the law firm picked back up. But it was kind of, you know, it was done and the kids are virtual schooling. So then, you know, that's the other <laughs> part. So, and they virtual schooled all last year. That was difficult. Like I was counting down to the summer, just kind of being, and I was talking to my middle child about this too, just kind of being open to understanding that things are going to happen in our lives that we can't control. What okay. we can't control is how we deal with it. We can also control how we prepare for the unexpected by preparing for what we know we can prepare for. So it's, you know, it makes it a little bit easier to adjust if you deal with the things that you can control right now. Absolutely. Things that you can't control, like your kid missing the bus this morning. <laughs> So it's, you know, those are the things that you can, you know, you just kind of roll with it, you know, and, and, that's, Absolutely. and that's, give yourself grace and roll with it.
0: Oh, I just, if we could scream that from the rooftops to give ourselves grace and to roll with it. And for me, it was also to add in humor. I mean, all yeah. the times that a kid missed a bus or left their homework somewhere, or, you know, didn't tell me about some project until the last minute. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, as you can imagine. But learning to not get wrapped around the axle about all those things, because I mean, life is too short. And if those are the biggest of my problems in a typical week, I mean, hallelujah, that was a beautiful week. (laughs) Exactly,
1: exactly. (laughs) Like this this childhood, like I said, I think he's trying to get me to prove how much I love him because he's going to hit me with like, Again, this is my mostly prepared child. So I don't understand. But, you know, to your point about adding humor, there was a crisscross song a long time ago called I Missed the Bus. So when he got in the car, (laughs) I played that all the way to school. Oh, yeah. mom, Really? Really? And I I mean, that is what it is. I could choose to ruin his day by being really upset. Totally. why, Why? It happens. Exactly.
0: Well, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I have definitely run in places at the very last minute before. And had there been a bus, I probably would have missed it. Yes. I mean, you know, so many times I would see what my kids would do or the problems they'd have. And I'd be like, hmm, I think I've done that about six million times. And I struggle a lot with the hypocrisy of parenting, you know, just the idea of kind of like, you know, oh, well, I never do that. Or, you know, that is not how it's done in our house. And I'm like, oh, okay. So <laughs> yeah, I do throw my clothes on the floor sometimes, or I don't really feel like putting the dishes in the dishwasher all the time or, you know, whatever. I don't want to pick up dog poo. <laughs> I mean, yes, just it's, it's you know, that.
1: Really that, Or just the idea, you know, we have the, you know, the running joke, right? That before I have my coffee, don't talk to me, or I'm grumpy in the morning to have my coffee. But when our kids are grumpy, when they're going through things, we expect them to, you know, always be well-behaved, be happy. And it's not realistic. We understand that in ourselves, we don't expect that. And in other adults, we don't expect it. But in our children, we expect them to be perfect little machines. We can't be that. They can't be that. And we shouldn't expect that of them. And I think,
0: I mean, the word choice you use, machines, like they're not machines. And I think you're exactly right. We can't expect that. And- sometimes that means they're going to be grumpy and they're not going to do what they're supposed to do or they don't want to. I mean, you know, and they're maybe grumpy about putting their dishes in the dishwasher. The Guild is an insanely productive community of lawyer entrepreneurs with a growth mindset who share their collective genius and hold each other accountable to take their careers and businesses to the next level. But in 2021, we are upping the game. In addition to exclusive access to the group, FaceTime with the two of us, discounted pricing for live events and front seat exposure to live recording and podcasts and video, we are mapping out for members the exact growth playbook with our new program Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time.
1: As a Guild member, you'll build relationships and experience content specifically designed to complement your plan for growth. For a limited time only, the Maximum Lawyer in Minimum Time program will be offered for free to all new Guild members. Join us by going to
0: maxlawguild.com. You know, obviously, mine mostly are gone now. We've launched kid number six in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people say it all the time. They don't want to hear, you know, that kids grow up fast. They really do grow up fast, though. But more important than that your relationship with them moving on into young adulthood, I think is such an important thing, because talk about a time when children need to be able to have a solid relationship with their parents. And if they haven't had any type of real, authentic relationship, you know, where they can be grumpy, they can make mistakes, their failures are not, you know, these huge ordeals. I mean, we all fail, or at least we do in our family. I mean, all of us. And, you know, being able to work through failure and learn from failure, I think it's really important. And I think it helps children as they become young adults to be able to try things on and not you know, go to college and get all wrapped around the axle about college right away. It's like, I mean, you've got to go figure this out, you know?
1: Absolutely. I agree with you. And then even in keeping with that idea, we need to be mindful of how we talk to our children. That's how we talk about how we talk to ourselves and how that inner voice is very important. <laughs> our voices to our children can become their inner voices. And I'm yeah. very cognizant of the way that I, even the way that I discipline, the way that I may criticize. I don't want, you know, the way that I talk to my children to be an inner voice that's negative, that's, that's really bad, that's not helpful to them. So right. that's something I think keep in mind, too, is how are we talking to our children and how is that affecting their inner voice and reminding them that how they talk to themselves is important, too. And that's something they can learn, they can learn at an early age. It's such a good
0: point. I mean, I really appreciate that point. And it's something I have really struggled with. My children say that I have a robotic, angry tone. And like, even in text, they'll say things like, you're yelling at me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I never write in caps. I always write in complete sentences. Like, you know, I mean, my texts are grammatically kind of correct. They, I mean, but they used to say that they felt like I was really angry. And so it was really interesting to try to understand how that, because to them, you know, text was a much more casual vehicle of communicating and everything was you know, abbreviated and it wasn't in complete sentences. And so my children would read these out loud to me, you know, to be like, please, you know, unload the dishwasher when you return from football. Good luck at school today or whatever. And they're like, you were so mad. I was like, that is not me mad. You know, (laughs) they thought because it was in a like a fancy tone, you know, they thought it was
1: me mad. Emojis, emojis. (laughs) That's because I've had the same issue. And I tell people all the time, like, my father was a Joe sergeant creature. I
0: think we might have gotten disconnected or one of our Internet is unstable. I can hear you. Yeah, I was going to say I do emojis, too, <laughs> with my law firm. I mean, I get joked with all the time, you know, that I'm the boss that always sends emojis. But <laughs> I have to kind of unformalize whatever I'm trying to say that I don't mean it to be so formal.
1: Push the video office. See if that helps a little bit. I'm so sorry.
0: No worries at all. You never know with Zoom. I mean, who knows? Totally could be my internet. No control over the internet gods. <laughs> <laughs> I only wish we could, huh? Because then we wouldn't have court hearings with unstable internet. Is that something that's ever happened to you during COVID?
1: Oh yes, it did happen to me during like day long trial, yes. Like towards the end, <laughs> like made it the entire day and then just kind of got kicked off. So it was yeah, yeah I've definitely been there. But totally personal. Oh,
0: yeah, it happens. We've been waiting for Starling (laughs) to come out here. You know, Elon Musk's Internet thing is apparently going to come out to where we are. And my son has been like waiting eagerly since June. He looks like every week he's like, I wonder when it's really going to be available. He's totally excited about that. Well, tell us a little bit about how do you deal with when you think of work-life balance? I mean, really being able to get that balance so that you feel like you do have time for yourself, you have time for your children, you have time for your work, time for your husband. I mean, do you use delegation? I mean, what do you use to really try to get that balance?
1: So delegation is definitely a great tool. You know, having someone who can help clean the house is helpful. Having Schedule date nights. You know, we do our date nights. We try to not miss them. That's extremely helpful. I've been married for almost 15 years. I think that's like one of the biggest things that kind of keeps things going is kind of making sure that we do spend that time. And I can tell a difference. When we go a couple of weeks without doing it, I can definitely (laughs) see a difference because you get wrapped up in the work and the kids and it's easy to lose sight of that. And then the other thing that I tell people is do the little things that are enjoyable to you. You know, self-care doesn't have to be going to the spa, you know, to a fancy spa in the evening. It can be going to Barnes Noble, which is my favorite thing. Um, Me too. It be, <laughs> that's my favorite, my happy place. Oh, it can be I just, coffee. it can be watching a guilty pleasure on television, which we don't even have to call a guilty pleasure, but just those little things that, you know, bring us joy, delight that, that make us happy, that may seem trivial or may not, seem you know, we have time for, you know, playing your favorite song really loud in the car or before you walk into court, you know, those are all things all right. that kind of help us to de-stress a little bit, but, you got to give time to yourself. And I try to say, and one of the reasons I get up really early is to make sure that I'm giving time to myself first before I give it all the way to other people. I definitely feel like that at the end of the day sometimes, but that first part of the day is, is mine.
0: Absolutely. I completely agree with you. People have always made fun of how early I get up and I wouldn't change it for anything. I love my morning hours. And I mean, sometimes I do nothing productive other times I'm super productive and, but I get to decide that and they're all for me and I just love
1: them. Yes, exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I think you make such a good point though, when you talk about doing just small, but daily things. And I think about that, not only for joy and just that balance but also when we're trying to accomplish something, I mean, sometimes I think we get a little, you know, crazy with our big, huge goals. And I mean, for me, sometimes it's just I got on my Peloton treadmill for thirty minutes a day. Like, excellent, really?
1: that was good. Mm-hmm. That was the win.
0: That was yeah, the win. yes, exactly. And just taking a tiny step forward every day towards whatever your goal is. I don't, I don't remember. I think it might have been the Atomic Habits book. But when you think about doing something every single day. I mean, 365 days a year, even if it's a tiny little step, that ends up being a big
1: accomplishment in a year. It absolutely does. You're absolutely right. It it does. It doesn't feel like it in a moment, but it does. And you, you won't see the results of it quickly, but after right. a while, you know, it's a compound effect, right? You know, you'll see it eventually and then you'll be like, okay. And it gets addictive, which is great. You know, it is that, that streak. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I was at a conference recently and they asked us to do something. I was a virtual conference I should put out there, but uh, they asked mm-hmm. us to look back and see like where we were 10 years ago to now. And when I was writing down the things, I mean, I was like, damn girl, <laughs> you've done a lot in 10 years. <laughs> And it was really interesting because I think we forget to look back sometimes and really look at that cumulative effect of those itty bitty steps we take, you know, because I like you operate in quarters so much of the time. But when you really step back and say, "Okay, where was I 10 years ago, 15 years ago, five years ago? I
1: mean, you see some serious growth. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think too, then we can kind of focus on the wins a little bit too, which we don't always do, especially right. like in the nature of our business. You know, sometimes that one loss can hit you really hard or that one yep. thing can hit you really hard. And you're like, well, damn, like I helped three people today, you know, avoid this or do this, but that one thing, you know, felt bad. And I think, you know, sometimes kind of recording our wins and, and writing them down and looking back on them, you know, even every day, sometimes writing down something yep. good every day. Can it kind of refocus you from that one negative thing that happened?
0: Absolutely. Well, I had a thing last week where I had one day that was just, I mean, bad. Like I was just not in a good way. Everything I touched was kind of bad. And I don't know, just it was the whole day. And I'm usually super positive. Like I don't usually have a day that kind of just starts bad and gets worse. That's (laughs) really kind of rare, but I mean, it was negative. And All of a sudden on my feed, on my phone was this picture of my four children that came up and it was, you know, from a few years ago, but I was able to look at each of them and I was like, wow, I mean, a lot has happened in each of their lives. And, you know, I've done a lot to help shape them moving forward. And even that, like, how often do we ever just acknowledge our role as parents and how important that really is? You know, we get kind of caught up in that day to day, you know, driving them here dealing with, you know, dishes, <laughs> whatever, homework. And we forget, like, I mean, we're creating and helping to shape humans who are going to, you know, <laughs> lead the world.
1: Yeah, it's still, you know, for me, it's amazing. It, you know, it, sometimes like I'm driving my car and I look in the back seat and I'm like, I'm short. So like my, my two sons are older, taller than me. And like, I'm like in my feet. I'm looking back like, I cannot believe I'm responsible <laughs> oh for you guys like you're so much bigger than me, but it it is, it's a beautiful thing. Like, it's so enjoyable, you know, and we have a lot of laughter in our house. We're always playing jokes on each other. We're always, you know, doing a lot of silly things together. So, you know, just sitting back and just watching them interact with each other. Like, those are the moments I wouldn't trade for anything. It just, it's amazing. It's an amazing experience.
0: It really is. And it's really powerful. I mean, and I find my children have brought me so much ability to have perspective, especially on the work we do, you know, when I'm struggling or dealing with a high conflict family, you know, or something I'm able to think, okay, you guys Mm -hmm. are going to be fine. You know, I'm like, You know, it's all good. And the perspective has been really helpful through the years. I think for me not to get caught up in a lot of nonsense that I could have gotten caught up in.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Definitely. You're right. It's absolutely the work that we do. You know, there's been times when I've told clients, you know, if you guys were in the same household, you'd probably still be having this fight. Like this is it's yeah. not because we're not together. It's, you know, these are the things that happen and you have to figure out your way through them. And you're going to have differing opinions on how to parent. Like I do at times with my husband on certain Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Like you just have to figure it out. But it does, you know, parenting and doing work that we do definitely gives you a perspective on how to deal with certain things. And how to counsel our clients better, I think, to avoid conflict where they can.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, in so much of the time, I think in retrospect, you realize like whatever you were, you know, having a big fight with your spouse about some parenting thing, it really doesn't matter. You know, yes, it's, it's really fun. opinion. And you know what I mean? None of us actually know what we're doing. Like,
1: <laughs> I, I mean, just hope, we're just going to hope that it works. You know, that's all exactly. we can do. because you know, we never know what's going to be that thing that stick with our kids. You know, we, we don't know. Every once in a while, like, my child will tell me I said something. I'm like, that's what you remember from that? day, <laughs> Like how, how? And it, you, and I'm like, you can't, I can't control it. So it, you know, it just is what it is. And you just got to, you know, put your best foot forward.
0: <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. I love, I mean, there are definitely times where I feel like I've given such very important, meaningful advice. And the thing that they have picked up from it was not the important, <laughs> meaningful stuff. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's a riot. I really appreciate you being with me today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I still just think you're kind of balls being able to do all that you do. I don't know that I could have pulled off running multiple businesses. I mean, I just think kudos to you. And I love that it's a hair salon. I just think it is so awesome that you're helping people just feel great and look great. And I mean, that to me is also just so perspective bringing with the work we
1: do. You, you know well thank you so much for having me it's been a great conversation i love following your journey i love seeing all your pictures and your posts with your children it's it's great it, it's great seeing someone who again who does similar type of work and then seeing your growth and things it's really an inspiration and I love yeah, well,
0: awesome. i'm so glad and i really appreciate it and i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and your week yes
1: you too thank
0: thanks you. alicia stay healthy you too bye bye Thanks for listening to the Maximum Mom Podcast, a production of Maximum Lawyer Media. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. See you next time.